0: This episode is brought to you by HyperChat Social, the attorney's social media marketing agency. From branding to lead generation, we have experts specializing in all areas of digital marketing, and we're ready to help you take your practice to the next level. Contact us today at 877-359-3399, or book a free consultation online at tryhyperchat.com. That's T-R-Y-H-Y-P-E-R-C-H-A-T dot com.
1: You are listening to the Opening Statements Podcast brought to you by Hyperchat Social, the podcast bringing you real lawyers and their real stories. I'm Laura. And I'm Rebecca.
0: I'm producer Evan.
2: And this week, our guest is Paul Simon, named a rising star, not raising, rising star by super lawyers in the area of family law. A member of the family law section of the Atlanta Bar Association and Young Lawyers Division of the State Bar of Georgia and a partner at Hedgepath Heredia Family Law. Welcome to the show. Yeah.
3: Thank you for having me. Weird. You absolutely nailed the pronunciation of Heredia, by the I did. I How, how I nervous know. were you about that? Most people are just like Heredia.
1: I would have said Heredia. You would have? I think I would have. I was reading over your shoulder going, thank God I did not have
4: no, that you, paragraph you absolutely assigned to
1: me. I didn't even like type
2: it into Google and ask Google to say yeah. it for me. And you just for the argue. record, just for
3: the record, you didn't ask me how to pronounce it either. I didn't. You just naturally no, sort of well, freestyled it. it I
2: think because awesome. I've seen it, it in your email signature sure. yeah. and, oh my God, thank you guys. I've seen it in your email signature and I feel like I just knew it and then right. I went to go read it and I'm like, oh <laughs> crap. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have
4: should
2: have asked him for <laughs> sure. You might have a problem
3: here. And then
2: I said it and I looked at you and I'm like,
3: no, you nailed it. to redo it? Absolutely nailed it. Absolutely. Oh, we do it
2: and, and cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank y'all for having me. I messed me up rising for- and raising. <laughs> yeah, <but> you <laughs> forgot already, right? Horadia.
3: This is a great studio. Very thank happy you. to be here.
2: So you to have home. you. Hopefully,
3: I don't make uh, you know downloads and subscribes plummet. Oh be, no,
2: I don't be... think that you could. Okay. Now, for everyone won't who's tell you, okay, so. listening, you. no, you're a super cool guy. We met you a couple weeks ago at the GTLA Happy Hour at mm. Top Golf, where I mistakenly chuckled when you swung the golf club. So
3: I was wondering, <laughs> and now
2: we're fast friends. I was, <laughs> you're
3: on the podcast. I was wondering if you were going to admit how rude you were to me.
2: <laughs> I think it's rude as perceptive.
3: Well, I felt that you were rude, so I mean, that's my perception. He perceived, yeah, what that's my perception. What happened with your swing?
1: What was wrong I'm with it? I'm a terrible
3: golfer. I'm oh, really okay. bad Here at we it.
1: go. I'm really Moment bad at
3: truth. it, but you can be supportive you at don't the same laugh time. I do not know you. So you're not oh. supportive of people you don't know just as Rebecca's
2: a rule? Rebecca's true colors is <laughs> <are laughs> coming <laughs> out right now. But had I not chuckled and said, I was just like, kick, kick, kick. like, we would never would have met.
3: I strongly disagree well, with so that. We were in the bays right next to each other. I'm you not- were talking to Shaylee Shaw. I Sophie wasn't talking to her
2: at the time. It was oh, only oh, so y'all
3: both both were laughing at <laughs> yeah. my swing.
1: We bonded <laughs> over. That's what they bonded over. Like oh, he's, he's texting He's like, oh, oh no, He <laughs> can't you
3: Oh, aliens? he's out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm done.
2: I'm done. Uh, it's been a rough day.
3: Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> give him a
4: break. He has, yeah,
3: having traumatic
1: experiences <laughs> prior to really the important. show, we were normally, talking about like <laughs> this is a welcoming environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. future guests. We're I apologize so nice. <laughs> right. for my co-host's behavior. <laughs> did you do a golf
2: swing? Yeah, no one made fun of me because I'm good.
3: Because we're polite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, not because I'm good. Uh, you were in any Fine. I will <laughs>
3: say
0: Rebecca's score was. The, Resembled a bagel pretty closely.
2: Uh, okay, so resembled a what? A bagel. Your bagel was a
0: zero. She didn't have any points. Because it I kept
2: golf. hitting it like a, a golf term. A, n- n- no. So no. No. It's, no. A, it's
3: just it's the a, shape of a zero. <laughs> it's a food
4: term. I was to
2: say a donut. <laughs> so you said Cheerio. A Cheerio. <laughs> a Donia. <laughs> a a, was a circle. Could have said a <laughs> circle. Yeah. You
3: could have. I mean, there are a few things you could have. said.
1: I but everybody was on the same wave path that it meant zero. But three people just ruined that. Okay. Yeah. It's just <laughs> you. Wow. Okay. So you were being picked on, and now you're picking on me.
3: No. 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 I'm trying to explain. You're
1: so rude. I'm
3: trying to explain (laughs) and to help you understand that while you may be alone in this room... Perhaps you're not alone elsewhere.
1: Okay. My golf swing's better, so.
3: I'm sure it is. No, <laughs> no ever me. No I have no doubt. I
1: have
3: no doubt. You have an amazing golf swing. You I'm, haven't seen it. Well. Oh, have you? Yes. When?
2: Because we're best friends all the time. She swings, like, in her free time.
1: <laughs> I, uh, no. You really? No. <laughs> you're one of those. <laughs> no. Joe, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I'm enough of a dork where I have a putting green in my office. I'm that Do guy.
1: you really? And I'm your swing's green. still not good?
3: Well, so a putting Why well, a putting a is, different is different, different than, throw, like, right. A
1: top golf. I yeah, can get that.
0: You should right. see him at mini golf. When we have a happy hour at mm-hmm. mini golf yeah. place? Listen,
1: you tear man. that up, I bet.
3: They have not seen me putt. What do yeah. you want? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what? Well, just driving? It's silly. Yeah. It's All overrated. You're right. What, I honey? wouldn't laugh no, at you. No, the top cutting. golf.
3: I was going golf? with you. It's so expensive. Topgolf yeah. is so mm-hmm. expensive. It's unreasonably it expensive.
4: Mm. Like yeah. if
3: you wanna if you want to play a game there and then the drinks are all like twelve dollars mm-hmm. for a beer, seventeen dollars for some chicken tendies. Yeah. I mean it's a hole to do. It's, so it's just expensive. like at mm-hmm. some point. Have
1: you gone to the one over here?
3: Back when it was the first one that was open. Yeah.
1: What was it called? No, no, not this top, top golf? golf. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. There's the other <laughs> golf place in downtown Alpharetta called Oh something. Oh. You know oh, what I'm talking about? clearly
2: never asking them to be a sponsor of the What's show?
1: the one no that kidding. we went to in Buckhead that we... I didn't go to it. No, you didn't go with me. I went by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I went with my husband.
3: Are you talking about the in-town golf club in Buckhead?
1: No. It's like where it was like games and it was like a game room, but it was golf. Putt Shack? Putt Shack. There's something like that in downtown Alpharetta, but it's not Putt Shack because I made a whole big stink about why was I going to yes. Buckhead for it because it's in downtown Alpharetta. We did buy it's a gift not, card from them. What
2: is that place? I don't know. Anyway... Enough about golf us and golf.
3: What an intro. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. What an intro. Let's get into this. The- was
3: all scripted. Can you <laughs> that? Yeah, no, right. read yeah. right. yeah. this out all ahead of time. I've been here for six hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the best we got. Unbelievable. Yeah,
3: that's the
2: best
0: <laughs> we
3: got. I had to edit six yeah, hours of this ahead of
4: time. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh,
2: but really, we want to get to know you um because we just met. um Why do you do law? Tell us about your
3: story. I'm squeamish. And okay. I, it's, it's one of those things. So I grew up a talker. You may have determined that already. And I don't know. I like to talk and I like to be right.
2: And mm. so that
3: was a natural jump to. What's
2: that? A natural combination. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. So
3: that was sort of a natural jump to. Law school, and when I was at law school, I was sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and met with some people. And they're like, Well, you seem to have the personality to be in litigation. So mm-hmm. I started looking into that. And then, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, what I've learned over the course of my career, because I've been practicing for what nine years now. Wow. Is that. Sort of unconsciously, one of the reasons I got into it is because it's difficult and I love a good challenge. And that's been part of the calculus ever since. So that's a long-winded and that's a long-winded way to say I'm not really qualified to do anything.
1: Else. <laughs> <laughs> Take away yeah, from that. Right. Not squeamish. What, would, right. what was your backup plan?
3: Uh, tend bar.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, okay.
3: Yeah, to, okay. The bartender. Yeah. What's,
1: what's your drink of choice? Uh, nothing before five. I'm we, we've cleared well, that up. No, everybody. nothing
3: at one p.m. Like. <laughs> um,
2: you Now
1: Appropriate. Pardon me, pardon me. Completely appropriate. Or appropriate anytime. Wine. Or mojito for lunch. <laughs> you oh,
3: know. No, I, I, y'all live a lifestyle. I can't even imagine. Um, no, I mean anything, any you know sort of brown whiskey. Give me a big ice cube and a nice glass, okay. and we're good. A big okay. orange slice in it. Well, I don't know about the orange slice. Like you're the so no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm no not gonna judge you for it. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, not an orange slice for me. Okay.
1: You just want. want a whiskey.
3: Well, not just any the whiskey. Rock. It's gotta be a decent whiskey. Okay. It's gotta be a good whiskey. Like you have you have your your sipping whiskey and you have your drinking whiskey.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah.
3: By the way, I wanna go ahead and say anything I say on this podcast is not my firm's opinion. This is my self <laughs> The whole time. <clears throat> but no, that's you, good. you've got your sipping whiskey and you've got your drinking whiskey. Okay. So if you know you're gonna have a few, you go for something that maybe isn't as refined. But you know, if you're just gonna sip and have a nice whiskey, then you know, you can splurge a little bit, go for something. Okay.
2: Yeah. Cool. There you go. Which ones you're sipping and which ones you're drinking.
3: So I don't really have a sipping, it just sort of well, I, I like the four roses select. Um that's really good. For just <clears throat> drinking whiskey, uh, you know, Maker's Mark, mm, just yeah. always nice and easy. It's got—Maker's Mark has that sweet little undertone to it. Like, it's it's very easy to take down, so. Yeah. Well,
2: interesting. Yeah. All right. right. If—well, I guess we know the answer. If he weren't doing law,
1: he'd be a bartender. Yeah, a
3: bartender. Right. Slinging exclusively <laughs> sipping and drinking whiskey. Would you just be a right, pending right.
1: bar? Do you think you would start your own, open up your own bar? Or no, you just walk in well, like a Wild Wings and be like, is, hypothetically. I, I
3: have to admit something to you. <gasps> I may have lied to you a few moments
2: Oh, ago. my god! If, On the if, record?
3: If I wasn't, because I forgot about it. have
2: made this. him take an oath.
3: Yeah, this is <sighs> a really closely held secret that I've been keeping. Mm. My dream would be to own my own sort of franchise of sub-sandwich shops.
2: Like yeah. a Subway? Jersey? Well,
1: not, no, a, not a, don't don't not a don't. Subway. Paul don't. Simon. No, oh, don't.
3: Not a Subway, nothing like that. Like a nice gourmet. You want to develop. Your own so you want to be the
1: franchisor of it. Garden? Like the like. You don't want to be like just a franchisee. Like you just buy in. You want to oh, be no, the I, owner no, of I'm the a, franchise.
3: Oh no! I am gonna have the concept. And then it's and gonna, gonna, gonna become a franchise. And, and then eventually, if enough people like it,
2: yeah. 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 Wow. Well, he can write all the contracts. It's cool.
3: Well,
1: I mean, well, there you well,
3: go. Yeah. I am mean, gonna probably hire somebody. To do so, that. do
1: you have a favorite <laughs> sub sandwich?
3: Do I have a favorite? So I love a good club.
1: Do you? I do. I love a
3: good club. You, you, you can't beat it. I mean, it's got the meats, it's got the cheeses, it's got the lettuce, tomato, onion. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't beat a good All bread. of it. And the thing is, with, with a club, it really depends on the bread. you got to get good bread.
2: Yeah. It's all the bread.
3: Well, I wouldn't say all the bread because sometimes there's too much bread. No. there's Okay, so you yeah.
2: got bread. I like bread. I like, like a bread. carb.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, no, it's don't. fine. Sure, but it, you don't want to overrule. It's all, look, a sub is great because it's harmonious. Well, that's toast. Right, that's at right. That point. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> it
3: all sort of goes together. That's, <laughs> that's just right. Is there something
2: <laughs> wrong with <Yeah>. toast bread?
1: <laughs> no, but if you're talking about a club, like,
3: yeah.
1: There's other things that make it a club. Right. Okay. Not just the bread. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rebecca, like, yeah. well, what's your favorite like bread.
4: bread? Yeah, right, <laughs>
2: exactly. Turn the camera focus. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, out of all the fields of law, you picked family. I did. Why?
3: I came out of law school and I didn't know I knew I wanted to be a litigator. I didn't know in what field mm. I wanted to get in. So I started meeting with everybody. Sure. Started meeting with commercial litigators, started meeting with personal injury people, um, you know, just ran the gamut. And it was fine, you know, they, they talked about their stories and they gave me sort of their perspective and told me about some things. And I'm just like, okay, well, You know, if that's the practice of law, I guess that's what I need to do. And then I met some family law attorneys. And first off, the people I met with, I was very lucky to meet with the people who I met with initially because they were hilarious. They had a good attitude about it. They had these great stories, right, just some of the things they have to deal with on a daily basis. But what really got me was they would also have these stories that, they re- they got someone out of a really tough place, hmm. like they were that person's rock, and they guided them through it, and they got them and/or their kids out of a really tough place. And I was like, okay, this matters. Yeah. Like this this isn't about suing somebody for two hundred and fifty million dollars based on a contract dispute. This is people. This yeah. is you're 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 helping someone through the most difficult. Situation of their lives. Yeah. And that attracted me to it. So I went and learned more and then started practicing family law. And here we are today. Here we are.
1: Here we are. Do you have a favorite kind of aspect of family law? You know, like I think just hearing it, you think of the obvious, the, the divorce, the right. custody, you know, everything that probably right. comes with a divorce in right. general. But
3: yeah, I love numbers for some reason. Really? I'm like that one attorney who likes numbers. And so when you're doing a divorce, right, you've mm-hmm. got to divide up marital assets. Yeah. And something that we do is we'll get statements for everything and we'll put it in an Excel spreadsheet. We call it a marital balance sheet. Okay. Okay. And then depending on what percentage of division you're looking for, you can manipulate the worksheet. Mm -hmm. So that's one area of it I love. And then with a child support worksheet, it's essentially an Excel form. Yeah. Right, where you are calculating people's incomes, you're calculating health insurance costs, extracurricular activity costs, work-related child care costs, and you get to have a little fun with numbers. So Mm -hmm. I love the numbers aspect of it, and that happens a lot, but every little nuance of it, has something that that I enjoy, yeah, right. But if I had to pick one, it would be the
2: numbers. The numbers—that's mm. interesting. Yeah, it
3: would be the numbers.
2: Where did you go to law school?
3: So I went to Cumberland School of Law at Stanford University. Okay, I'm um, an Alabama boy. Uh, uh-huh. I grew up in Opelika, Alabama. Rep it three three four forever. Um, <laughs> then I went to <laughs> I went to Georgia for undergrad, and then I decided that um, I was interested in coming back to the state,
4: uh-huh.
3: and I was fortunate. Off to get a very good scholarship to Cumberland, and so my mom called me up one day after she got the letter in the mail and said, "Guess where you're going to law school? <laughs> you oh, have no fine. choice." Yeah, I mean, more or less, more or less. But I loved all three years of it; like it was fantastic. And then at the end of my run there, I was like, "Well." Maybe we'll come back to Atlanta, because while Birmingham's a great city, Mm. it's gotten way cooler since I left. And drove
1: through it the other day, and it looked pretty cool.
3: Yeah, no. I I feel like people keep talking
1: about Birmingham. I'm like, I've never been. It's not far.
3: No, it's not far at all, all, rather. It's a straight shot. And what's happened is that the restaurant Mm -hmm. industry in Birmingham has just taken off. you have got James Beard Award winners. Like It's just gotten crazy. They have a a much bigger microbrewery industry there. Oh. Like, there's a lot of fun. You've got Sloss Furnace. Actually, I don't know if Sloss is still open yet, but they have concerts out there. You've got a bunch of music oh. venues. Oh, it's
1: that's cool. really cool. And probably yeah.
3: the best thing about Birmingham, to get through the city itself, mm-hmm. it takes about 15 minutes.
1: Wow. wow. Oh, that's even Yeah. yeah. We're
2: going in a couple months to watch Kentucky play Alabama. Oh, really? And Yeah, so I'll hit you up for things to do yeah. while well, we're there.
3: You'll you'll go 459. You'll go 20 to 459 to get to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to stay a night in Birmingham... Yeah, we were. Great. Yeah, let me know.
2: Yeah, I'll let you know.
3: Yeah, let me know.
2: So while you were at your law school, you were yeah. the president of your law school class. I was. Yes. And I like oh. to remind
3: people about it every single chance I Well, to
2: here's point. your reminder, people. Reminder, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Reminder, everyone. How did you, being like the president of your your law school class, Like, how did school in general, I guess, prepare you for the environment of being a lawyer in a way maybe you didn't expect?
3: I I don't know that it helped me do it in a way I didn't expect, but it further emphasized that you have to be flexible Mm. in how you communicate with people. Because one way of speaking to somebody isn't going to be perceived as someone else perceives it. So when you're buddy-buddy with someone you can and you know that they just, like, you know, give it to me straight, you can do that. But when you know someone's a little bit more sensitive, then you have to, you know, you have to be a little softer with it. Um, and that's really transitioned over because no one client is all the same.
4: Right?
3: Yeah. And we're dealing with some incredibly personal stuff, and they're going through, I mean, I think of it as trauma. Yeah. Um, and you have to get a feel for that client. As soon as you possibly can, and sort of adjust your speech pattern accordingly. The the counsel remains the same; it's just a matter of how you convey it. Hmm. So I think that really honed my skill in doing that because at the law school we had a hundred and something people in the class. I knew everybody, and I knew how to, you know, communicate with them to when I needed to, Yeah. yeah, to get you know what needed to be done get done. Good. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So, practicing for 9 years.
3: Yeah.
1: What was your first ca- your first case? What was that like?
3: Oh, I don't remember my first case. <gasps> I remember, you remember your
1: very first case. I don't case. remember my
3: first case. I mean, 9 years of practice, like uh, and the thing about it is like I would remember it if it stood out, but it was probably not, you know. But I do remember a case from my first year and <laughs> I learned a hard lesson there that You need to make sure you have all the information. All right, so here's the story. Yeah, tell us the story. story. (laughs) Tell us, yeah. That's not what you want. You you want tell the the
2: people what they want to hear. Tell the
3: people what they want to hear. All (laughs) right, so had this case. um, People, you know, they 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 were doing fine. They weren't enormous earners. Um, wife I represented husband, wife inherited a bunch of money from her parents. Did very well, Mm. and. <clears throat> what she did with that money was she put it into a jointly titled account, account okay they spent it on marital things vacations bills all that sort of stuff okay so
2: was so kind of her
3: well i mean it kind of was and i need to explain that a little bit so in Georgia, Georgia is what's known as an equitable division state. Equitable doesn't mean equal. It means fair.
4: Okay. So
3: while many cases end up at a 50-50 division, it does not necessarily have to. Okay. The only thing that can be divided is marital property. There is the concept of separate property, non-marital property, gifts, and inheritance. Okay.
4: okay.
3: So her inheritance, by virtue of it being inheritance, was separate property. But what you can do is a person can, unconsciously or consciously, take separate property and make it marital property. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, kind of what she did? Well, there's no one way to do it, okay? Oh. But... So putting it into the joint account, that's a ding towards marital property. Sure. Using it for marital purposes, another ding towards marital property. And it becomes sort of a pattern of conduct. Just having someone's name on it doesn't make it marital. It doesn't make it marital property. Okay. So I pretty quickly figured out like, okay, so she got this from inheritance, but she's done some things. Cool. We don't have to worry about it. Case settled pretty quickly. And my guy walked away with half of that pie and he was very happy about that. So we get the case done. They're divorced. A couple weeks later, he gives me a call. He goes, Paul, I just wanted to say thank you for helping me out. i got to take you out for a drink sometime, and I'm just really glad they didn't hear about the cabin. Okay. Uh... So I think to myself, do I ask him about the cabin? Like, had
2: you heard about the cabin?
3: First time I'd ever oh, I'd heard be the like, word nope, cabin in the entire nation. I don't want to hear
1: about it. Well, um... I had to.
3: I had to. Well it's so, already
1: done though. Oh it's done. Okay. It's
3: done. It's done. We didn't do any discovery, you know, it so it was it was fine. So I ask him, okay, what is the deal with the cabin? And he goes, Oh, it's just a cabin where me and my buddies would go go hunting. I'm thinking to myself, Well, that's not that bad. No. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't think that would have been a problem.
2: You so don't that. want your hunting cabin? And
3: he goes, Well but it never came out about the women.
2: <sighs> like, Okay. Oh, my gosh. He is, like, burying
1: himself
3: to you. So then I'm there again thinking, okay, do I ask about this? Of course I have to. Yeah. What women are we talking about? Oh, you know, we just have women come out there and, and hang out with us while we were up there. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. Like, you know, are these friends of yours? And they go, well, they weren't really friends because we paid them to be there. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Are you
2: gripping the table? I am <laughs> gripping under the table right now. <gasps>
3: and so I'm like, yes, I concur with you. I'm very happy they didn't find out about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Got to go before he could tell me anything else. Um. So that's the case I remember from early in my career.
1: That is crazy. Had he gone further, like would you be – because the case was done. Like yeah. would you be in any sort of weird obligation to – do they disclose anything? Or?
3: Any, there's no. no affirmative obligation unless yeah. they sort of ask for it. Gotcha. Right? Like if okay. they serve Discovery and they ask them a question.
1: After the fact. They could do that after well, the Well, no, no, no,
3: no, no. So, you know, you file a complaint for divorce. You file yep. your petition mm-hmm. and then you can serve Discovery. And there's a few different forms of Discovery. Um, interrogatories are questions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how often have you gone to this cabin and describe a typical day there? Would have probably had to mention something about that. Included some receipts for some I would. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's the right. thing. So it, it was very...
2: Unless you asked me specifically if women were there, like, yeah, it's not like a I lie, went there and know. I hunted, right? Yeah. Well,
3: mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much a discovery truther that if someone Good asks following. you something, you, you want to be Upfront about it, and I mean, you'll you'll hear horror stories about people who will or opposing counsels, because no one who came on this show would ever do this. No, Uh, no. they'll they'll just be completely obstinate, completely obstructionist, and not want to give you anything. Okay, that can lead to sanctions against Uh the attorneys themselves and against. Oh, really? You don't want to have that reputation as someone who doesn't follow the rules. So
2: so if you had known about the cabin, even if he weren't asked about the cabin, that could have been really bad for
3: you. There would have had to have been a hard conversation with him about it.
1: Like you would have encouraged him. Did she to not I, know I, about the cabin? Nope. Like he had a secret cabin? Like did he cab- own so it? So was,
3: it wasn't his cabin. It was someone else's cabin. Kevin Trips.
2: So basically the problem what? was that yeah. he was like not faithful. Potentially. potentially. Something potentially. in the marriage to where he could have get, gotten half of that account.
1: Well, it could have, probably could have hurt his
4: case, uh, uh, right? Yeah,
3: no. Uh, adultery definitely. Conduct is relevant. Yeah. To equitable division. Mm. Once he told me the nature of the the women who were up there, I didn't go any further. I didn't. I okay. didn't ask any more questions. As far as I know, these women were up there for whatever hey, reason. Play, they were hey paid no. for their yeah. time. Yeah. I pay I,
2: people to come play bingo too.
3: There you go. Yeah, and I didn't want to know anymore.
2: Kidding. Do you, Rebecca? No. <laughs>
3: How much bingo do you play?
2: <laughs> it's rare. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you, <laughs> got oh, awkward no, awkward this that, yeah.
3: That yeah. That yeah. got really, little Y'all awkward called me
2: Trying to make us <laughs> fun yeah, a fun joke, okay?
1: <laughs> 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 I think we struck a nerve, Rebecca. Yeah. I'm gonna
2: go to your next so, yes, yeah, so um, I do. I didn't want to mention
3: my bingo <laughs> hobby.
2: You, you, you recently made partner yep. at Hedgepath, Path Heredia. Mm-hmm. When was that?
3: That was July 2021.
2: Amazing! Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, what has been the biggest? I, I guess I have like a few questions here. Yeah. Like, what's the biggest surprise mm-hmm. about being partner right. that you weren't expecting before? What's the biggest challenge? Like, mm-hmm. how is it different?
3: Right. So, shameless plug. I actually wrote an article about this <laughs> in uh, GTLA's Verdict Magazine.
2: Amazing. In okay. Their most recent
3: edition. I encourage everybody to check it out. What, what I've noticed is that you're. Your perception of the office environment has to change, okay? The way you speak with people mm. has to change because you're now in a position of authority.
4: Sure.
3: I've mm. always been a pretty jovial guy around the office. You know, I, I try and do fun little games for us and all this sort of stuff. I can like, see
2: that about you. I
3: appreciate that, Um I guess. Uh, I run <laughs> I, I run like our our little sports but. competitions and stuff around the office. Like right now mm. we're doing our college football pick and so mm. I, I do all that stuff, try to liven it up. Um, but you you have to be more careful and contemplative about what you say to people because mm-hmm. your role has changed, which means people's perception of you has changed. Perception is coming up a lot in this, and I, I think that's – It's reality. You, I think you may have been foreshadowing.
4: Um,
3: <laughs> people's perception of you has changed. And then your, your perspective shifts from, okay, I just need to bill my hours – Mm -hmm. Firm, You know, make sure the firm's doing well financially and move on. No, 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 no. You have to take a more nuanced look into the administrative side of it. Like, are there things that need to be improved or can be improved? Okay, how do we do that? Are there things that we can tweak to make us more efficient? How do we do that? So it really moves from a micro- me, senior associate, billing my hours to macro, me, partner, doing what I can to make the firm as good as it can possibly be. So it's a, it's an, it's a very large shift in how you think. And it takes some time to get there.
2: I was, was going to ask you, yeah. like how, it, obviously that doesn't happen overnight. No, so like, what do you have to do? I mean, to figure that out
1: yourself.
3: Just reps, just just reps and seeing situations and and trying to logic game how I would have handled that situation as an associate, mm. and then sort of figure out okay, is this a different way that is there a different way that I have to do this now that I'm a partner? And it just takes reps and it takes reflection on it. You know, it, it's it's always going to be a work in progress because yeah. as New people come into the firm as our culture changes, certain dynamics around the firm have mm-hmm. to change, right? Like certain – you have to recognize certain things that you wouldn't have had to do 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And I think around February, it kind of clicked, and mm-hmm. we just build on that. But at the end of the day, we're all still people, right? And yeah. we're all still learning, and people have their own personalities, and you got to sort of work through that. And make it work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's kind of the path to become a partner?
3: Every firm is different. Yeah. Every firm is different. I mean, I I worked for a firm in Cumming, Georgia, for three years, just as an associate. Yeah. I got the opportunity at the firm I'm at now. Been there since March 2016, and every firm has its own different sort of way to get there.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean, you can. I'd imagine that pretty much across the board, it has to be. Work product, mm-hmm. billable hours, the intangible contributions to the firm, things like that. Yeah. So there there's no one path, mm-hmm. but the path probably has those three things in common.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've got to probably show that inclination for leadership, you know, sure. and continuing innovation, you know, right. and, and giving fair. back. It's not probably just the next step in the ladder mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one step and Particular
3: directions so. for sure, and I mean it, it, it's about setting goals, right? Yeah. And it, you know, if you set a goal, so so you're a year one associate, and your next goal is making partner, you're missing a ton of steps along the mm, way. Yeah, you know, you you want to be able to break it down into smaller chunks. Like, okay, by the end of this year, I want to be able to do this,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: then build and build and build until you get to a point where you know what you're doing. You're bringing in some business. You're contributing to your workplace in all the intangibles, and then over time, you know the the, the partners that exist at the moment, I guess, recognize that okay, well, it's time.
4: Yeah, so, yeah.
2: Does do you think hmm. every lawyer wants to be partner? Like, are there certain advantages, disadvantages to to being a partner? Like, where people would be like, not for me." I don't know. (laughs) Chug him along.
3: I don't know that every attorney wants to have the title of partner. I think there are attorneys who get into this because they know they'll be good at it, Mm -hmm. and they just want to be able to show up, do their work, go home, Mm -hmm. and and that's that. Um, I think that probably the vast majority of people who come to lawyers eventually want to be CEO or, or shareholder or owner, whatever nomenclature you want to put on it, um, but you know the the for me the the primary benefit that I've seen from it outside of the workplace, just for me personally, is being able to say, yeah, I'm a partner at a law firm because yeah. what, what what I experience is that. When I was just getting going and everyone's pretty young in their careers, right, you tell someone you're a lawyer and they automatically think you're smart. For yeah, when, they for, for whatever reason, they, they automatically think yeah, you No matter
1: what your golf swing looks that, like, <laughs> you go like. You had to go back to
3: that. You um, had to go back to that. And then when, when people know you're a lawyer and you tell them, oh, I'm a partner at the firm, that... It does get... Or did you just laugh at my golf <laughs> In the middle of my answer? <laughs> Here he is, trying to bear his soul to us. I'm trying to be, like, a good guest and, like... <laughs>
1: I did not know I was unleashing that.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I was
1: just trying to cough suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> no,
3: I'm sure that's what it was. Um, no, after after a while, when you know people know you're a lawyer and all that sort of stuff, and you know they find out you've become a partner, you are a partner. It does lend some sort of credibility
4: Yeah, yeah. To,
3: to who you are as an attorney, your ability to practice that sort of thing. You know, because in this game, results matter, um, and also longevity matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got some attorneys out there that have been practicing for 40, 50 years, legends of the bar,
4: mm-hmm. right?
3: And their name just, you know, it walks, it just walks on clouds. And yeah. So there, there are personal benefits to it, it and there are, professional benefits to it so i don't mind it i'm not giving it back
1: i think that is interesting because you'll you hear that especially if you talk to younger individuals like just entering the workforce it's like a common thing they'll say you know like i want to be ceo one right. day i want you know and sometimes i think you use the kind of a great terminology, like going from micro to macro, because right. that thought is very micro. Like, I want to be the business owner. I but in reality, becoming right. the business owner, a CEO, a partner, right. it's not really about you anymore. It, it's about your company. Right. It's about your people, and you actually get kind of put on the back burner, right. and it becomes self-serving, and it, it's, it's you know you, you see value in that instead. But it's it's definitely a different way of thinking, I think, from when people initially start talking about it to where. Actually, say, oh, wait a minute. No. Being a business, right. business owner. Was like, so I could see where it could be a lot of people's dreams to become partner, but then they could easily see themselves at that venture of being sure. like, you know what? That's probably not where I'm going to succeed at. I would be better going down this rabbit yeah. hole or this is where I see a passion mm-hmm. for.
3: And I don't want to discourage anybody from having yeah. big goals. I don't no. want to do that, but it's a matter of being able to chalk out a path with certain benchmarks that are manageable. Yeah. Like, you, you know, because if you're just like, okay, I'm starting here and in 10 years I'm going to be a partner. I'm like, that's great. That's aspirational. That's incredible. How are you going to do it? Uh, yeah. How are you going to do it? Do you mm-hmm. have a plan? Do you know where you want to be in two years, three
0: years? Because you can't just take that one step. No. It's, it's a lot of steps.
3: And if you don't know what any of those steps look like. Well, it's a ton of steps to get there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a ton of steps to get there. And everyone has their own path, right? Yeah. Everyone has these things they're, they're strong at. They have their strengths. They have these inherent traits that make them who they are. How do you use those traits to get to where you want to go?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So it, it does require a little bit of self-examination when you have those long-term
2: goals. Do partners yeah. ever leave? Like how do you make room for mm-hmm. – the next uh, yeah. group. It, it I happens.
3: Guess. I mean, it, it, it definitely happens. I mean, partners retire. They will leave and start their own uh, solo firm. Um, we recently, so when I started, the firm was Hedgepeth Reader. Okay. The Reader was Judge Rebecca Reader, and she was appointed to the bench in Fulton County Superior Court, and she, of course, went and did that. And yeah. So it was HHR, and then after that, it became HH, Hedge Redia. Mm. So it happens. I mean, mm. partners come and go all the time. I mean, if you look at the macro again, as far as the Atlanta legal field, um, I mean, you know, I don't know how often you guys read the Daily Report, but there's always going to be. All the time. Uh, all it's the time, in my I purse bet. right now. Yeah, no, I was, I was about <laughs> to say, you, you probably get the at home delivery. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's always going to be a story about a partner making a lateral move to another firm Okay. or a partner and going off and starting his own firm. There's always going to be that. Because it, it, it can be a pretty fluid environment.
2: Okay, as so the market demands. You could be partner here and then move to be partner yep. somewhere else. You don't right have right. to like start up the ladder again at another. Oh, well, I
3: mean, I guess you can, but I don't know who would.
2: No, I mean nobody. Yeah, right? no. like you've I already mean, put in the time, the I'm, effort.
3: If I'm thirty, I'm thirty-four years old. If I'm thirty-four, so starting over as an associate. See, you are so. <laughs>
2: that's so <laughs> rude because I'm thirty-four so too.
1: <laughs> I'm thirty-two, guys. Okay, yeah. it's not. It's old. getter because that
3: yeah. is. No. I mean, it's it's, it's, me. it's fine. It's fine. We'll just remember I have a better beard than your husband. It's fine.
2: Sorry, yeah. oh, Josh. You're Josh, listening to this, I'm so sorry. Yeah,
3: she started this, Josh. Uh, she, started this yeah. she
1: laughed at his golf swing.
3: And then brought two weeks it up ago. Again, and then keeps bringing it up, and then calls me old. I, yeah. Why am I here? I feel, but
2: my point is that like, you are so young to have accomplished what I feel like. I mean, when I was younger <laughs> can you can you feel the wind blowing through
1: yeah. your hair from all this backpedaling yeah.
4: shit? <laughs> <Thank you>
0: so <laughs> so an episode so of curb much. your enthusiasm right here i just <laughs> need the theme the
4: action, that, how trying to that. be
1: sincere
2: <laughs> but that doesn't suit you <laughs> sincere doesn't suit me <laughs> it's embarrassing okay <laughs> but no when you're younger you look at like partners on tv shows and they always seem so much they older, do. like they're more portrayed
1: by gray hair. Yeah, so men. like 34
2: yeah. seems really young. Which, and it was last July, so I can only assume it was 33. Yeah, I guess it was
3: 33.
2: So I feel like that's a pretty big deal.
3: Is oh, that I, normal? I, I appreciate that. Thank, I, finally, I, I thank you.
1: Finally. <laughs> tried I tried Her to. sincerity I, ended.
3: I, I tried to convince my mom of that. She's a doctor, and she's like, okay, great. When are you, you going to become famous? And okay, so Mom. Nothing's good enough. Famous
1: for what? What kind of doctor what is, is she, your mother? She's an OBGYN. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. What does
3: she yeah,
2: want she you to become famous for? For.
3: I don't think it like matters. A case I don't or, think it matters right. at all what I become famous for, just because I'm famous.
2: You got options.
3: I mean, I'm here on not right? golfing, I'm, I'm trying a trying prestigious podcast. Yeah, if there are any agents out there that want to represent me, yeah. like let's let's go. Well,
2: I mean, Tiger Woods' is agents probably free, but you're not. good at Oh that. my God! How
3: dare you disrespect Tiger? <laughs> I tigers. mean, first off, let's <laughs> fire let's, fire let's not disrespect.
1: Tiger the, the greatest over of you. all time. <laughs> um,
3: pew, pew. Man. <laughs> Man, you're just throwing shots today. I to know. Everybody.
1: So when we get to the stage
3: and of... she shrugs. At the <laughs> end
1: of this, when we ask him for referrals for guests, <laughs> yeah. he's got oh, none cool. for us. Yeah, I'm
0: always like, hey, do you have you know someone that yeah. be you think would be good for the show? He's going to give <laughs> us, us his like,
1: worst enemies. Ooh. He's like, yeah, take this one no, down, I mean, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: going to have to be tough. Whoever yeah,
1: was emailing you before the show, that's who you'll recommend, because Rebecca will Brown. take him out at the kneecaps.
3: No
4: comment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously can't be an experienced lawyer without picking up a few interesting stories along sure. the way. Sure. And
1: here at the opening statements, we want to break those wide open. Mm-hmm. That's right. So let's get right into it. Yep. What would you say is the most interesting case or cases you know that you've worked Ooh. on?
3: All of the cases present their own interesting fact patterns, some more complex, some you know very simple. There's one case I'll never ever forget. Yeah. And this is one of those cases I was telling you earlier about the family law attorneys I met with and, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they made a difference in someone's life. I'll never forget this case. This is the case where I was like, okay, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Here's the Sparks Notes version. So we get a phone call from a guy and he said, my sister has OD'd and she has an 18-month-old. Mm. And the 18-month-old is in um, the county's custody. They're, they're DFACs, Department of Family and
4: Services, mm-hmm.
3: And so we get it going. And we file some emergency petition with the court to get temporary custody. And we get it. Great. 13, 14 months later, um, we have a full-day final hearing. And we prepped for it and got ready for it and it was, um, it was Hannibal and I, um, Hannibal already, our managing partner, who went up and did the case. And the judge agreed with us.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so now this guy and his wife, they have permanent physical custody of this child. And <clears throat> I remember walking out of the courtroom said, you know, goodbye, big hugs all around with the client. And we talked about here, here are the next steps, all this sort of stuff. And I just sort of took a moment, um, cause Hannibal and I were going to, you know, sort of uh, do a, a post game. Yeah. And I just took a moment before we started. I'm like, you know what? That was really cool. Yeah. Because you definitely made a positive impact in that, child's that life. that child's life. Mm-hmm. for sure. And to this day, to this day, we get pictures.
4: Oh, really? Of the
3: child. Oh, and they are adorable.
2: I love that. They
3: are absolutely adorable. So,
2: oh, So questions on that, just because, I mean, the adoption story, that kind of situation is very familiar to me, very close to my heart, because my oldest is adopted okay. through family. Right. And you said that he called you, and then some, you said 13 months later, mm-hmm. like you had your final hearing. Mm-hmm. Like, does it always take that long? Because, I mean, ours took mm-hmm. forever.
3: Right. Like, so why? So I, I need to separate the two topics because this wasn't adoption. This was a, a custody. Okay. Adoptions can be very it took that long for, for custody. Yes.
2: Who had custody
3: for so, thirteen months? My my guy.
2: Okay, my he client. did stole. Yeah. Oh, and then he did. Yeah, okay. because
3: we we went and we got in front of the court as soon as possible. Got emergency temporary custody, okay. and that just
2: and then he was awarded like
3: per, permanent. He was awarded yeah. permanent. Yeah, permanent custody thereafter. Adoptions are. Can be very simple. There's a ton of paperwork, but it doesn't take like the, the actual paperwork process with the court mm-hmm. shouldn't take 14 months.
4: Hmm. Um,
3: there's a ton of paperwork to do, and it really depends on are you working because with, with an agency is yeah. it a is it a private adoption? Because we, we also do adoptions. It, it the facts and circumstances you know is is there going to be a voluntary surrender of rights? I mean that there's just a ton of variables there, um, but you know. Adoptions shouldn't necessarily last 13 months, but custody proceedings. <laughs> 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 I
4: th-
1: yeah, I think yours was a special. My it was special. Was special. Yeah, it was right. like a contested divorce, you know, but <laughs> yeah.
4: contested.
3: Custody yeah. proceedings can last years. I've had cases in, with custody matters that have lasted three to four years. And there are cases that have gone way, way longer yeah. for whatever reason they go that
4: long. Yeah.
3: Um, so so is
2: she – and obviously you can't give us – so, right. I mean, obviously there's no names, but, right. like, in this situation, was the birth mom who had the OD, yeah. like, was she fighting it, oh, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was? Tooth
3: and nail. Tooth and nail.
2: Was
1: this her, like, I mean... Must have some can, on it, you know? Like, I know, yeah. I'm like we're going on something like it couldn't have been her first right. like run in, you know, yeah. is so she that's was, where like right. you change the life of that child. Like you, yeah, she absolutely. had a, right. a boo boo moment, stepped down a wrong path. Right. You know, I think there's different courses the brother sure. would have taken than how long ago is this? Like,
3: Four years. Four and so years, he
2: still has years. custody of that baby. Oh that sweet baby. Yeah. He has he has changed that baby's life. I mean
3: it, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And so every every few months a picture comes in.
2: Yeah. Thought about you
3: guys. Here here are some recent pictures. And actually I saw them out. It's
2: amazing. Yeah.
3: I saw them out somewhere and it was just big hugs. Big hugs Aww. and tears. Like it was it was amazing and that's the sort of thing like that sealed it.
4: Yeah. That, that really. sealed it. Yeah.
3: Because you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. You're you're absolutely making a difference. And that's that is the moment. That I knew, but I'm I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Right.
0: Do you find you keep a lot of I don't want to say tabs, but keep up with a lot of your former clients just because it is so
3: intimate. It it really depends mm-hmm. on the case and the issue that um, is presented. Um, I don't ever well I'm not going to say ever. I rarely reach out to past clients because you know I'm kind of associated with this super. Traumatic, That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of associated with a super traumatic time, but a lot of times I'll get emails I'll get letters in the mail I've actually got something hanging on my wall in another case which is a postcard um, containing no containing depicting two children who got them into a good situation and that's just hanging on my wall it's like a little a little reminder that all of that sort of stuff so I, I don't necess- I don't really reach out but mm-hmm. you know clients will they'll just say hey thought of you the other day here's what's going on with us oh that's yeah. cool yeah no, yeah it's nice. are there it's
2: nice. ever like a, is for him in that specific situation, is there ever a situation where she can now ever come back into Mm -hmm. the picture and say, I'm great now. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. I've fixed myself. Can
1: I have
3: Absolutely. Back. Absolutely. And that can Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. Yes. Is did.
1: that the, the difference between the custody and the adoption? Because I would imagine yeah. like an adoption, right, it's your child right. legally yeah. now. Yeah.
3: yeah. With, but with, a, no
1: one come and take a moment.
3: That's right. With, <laughs> with an adoption, that legal relationship is severed. Yeah. In custody litigation, and let's just take this example. She could today go back and file a custody modification mm-hmm. to regain custody of her child. She absolutely like could similar
1: do that. like in a divorce case where they can do that as well. That's I you. Right. Gotcha.
3: She absolutely could do that. You know, the 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 court allows people access to the system, and something I have to explain to my clients is that yes, the court cares about you, but the the amount the court cares about the children versus how much the court cares about you, it it, it can't even be calculated on a scale. Mm-hmm. The court. in in making the determination of custody and parenting time, the court has to consider a child's best interests. There are 17 factors, 17 specifically delineated factors that the court can consider. Okay. This is, you know, drug abuse is one of them, a parent's familiarity with the child's school and, and medical needs. It's a laundry list of stuff. So, The court is going to look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just going to rubber stamp something. They're they're going to take a look at the facts and circumstances of the case and really make that determination. So it's a long-winded way of saying, and she she doesn't even have to clean up her act. She could she just go do file it. it. She, wants to. she could just go file it.
2: I mean, she's got a better shot.
3: Of course. She- yeah. Of course. If she came back and said, I'm, I'm, I'm clean. I've been clean for years. I'm holding down a stable job. I, I'm renting an apartment. I'm making payments. I've got this support system. I'm going to meetings, all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying that she would necessarily win, but she'd have. But- it, 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 it would improve her so, chances tremendously. Yeah. It would improve her chances tremendously.
2: At what point does it become, like, kind of a moot point for that person? Like, it's been four eighteen years? years? Yes, <laughs> 18 actually,
4: <laughs> actually, 18 years.
2: Because, yeah. I mean, at some point, like, obviously this child now has a bond and a relationship with uncle. Right. And yeah. for mom to come and, like, tear that. Away is kind of crazy. Eighteen
0: well, years. At eighteen, they can't, right? Like the, they
3: just. Well, have I mean, at eighteen, agency. they're like in
2: the Well, they're an adult. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's no but custody like, right. at that She can that do that point. at that's any right. point in time, and it's going to get considered.
3: Of course, yeah. It's, it's going to get considered. Yeah, it, it has to. There, there is. So there are certain defenses.
2: To, yeah, I was going to say, as the, as the lawyer.
3: Right. Because
2: obviously, he probably call you again. <laughs> what, what would you do
3: if she came back and filed a Yeah. Prison? We're gonna have it out. We're gonna have it out. He'd be and pulling we'll out receipts. See received. what happens.
4: Yeah. You know. I mean,
3: I mean, pretty much. So the 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 thing about it is, is that you can't go back all the way. So when that final order is entered in that case, what matters is from that final order. Oh, okay. yeah. What that's she's what's relevant.
1: Because I think it, as hard it is as it is, and we're both moms, you know, to put yourself in that mother's shoes, you know, mm-hmm. imagine if she did take a terrible trip down whatever lane, you know, there is some warrant on her side of of getting herself back together, that's right. you know. And so uh, I think that's to, to your point of the courts have these specific reasons and the 17 laundry list of items to protect that. So mm-hmm. it gives her the rights to, to clean herself up and hopefully win her child back, but also protects the child, too, to be, you know, that it may not just take, you know, Six months of sobriety or anything, you know, but it's they try to make it as even,
3: right. you know,
1: as they can. Yeah, and, and as, 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 fair. as a matter
3: of first impression, because George is what's called a notice pleading state.
4: Mm-hmm. When
3: you file your initial mm-hmm. petition, you don't have to lay out. And here's exactly why I should win, judge. You just have to say, okay, there's been a material change in circumstances affecting the best interest of the child because it's the best interest standard I mentioned earlier, okay? Yeah. And then from there, you can do discovery. You can do depositions. You can have hearings. You can do all this sort of stuff. Child custody is unique, in that – you guys have heard of summary judgment motions?
2: No. Okay. No, sir. Well, uh, You guys
3: haven't? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not I mean, I – you know. I'm always talking about SGM. SGMs. Well, SGMs. <laughs> so summary judgment motions are basically where a party files and say the facts aren't in dispute and we should get judgment as a matter of law. All right? In custody, summary judgment motions are highly disfavored. Because the court has to do so much analysis, or has the discretion to do so much analysis, and they're not going to be able to hear all the evidence, because what the court can't consider in a summary judgment motion is limited to what's been filed, okay? So you can't get rid of custody modifications that easily. They are not easy to dismiss without having an evidentiary hearing. So, in terms of just motions practice, you know, your your nine eleven twelve defenses, your affirmative defenses, rather, and then summary judgment motions, it, it's it's just not going to work for yeah. custody modifications. So, it, it's one of those things that when it's filed, you're, you're likely going to have it out
1: yeah and is that this thing i know we're talking about like an extreme case where custody was lost sure. because of extreme measures but then you think from like the family law and you've got just divorces that happen and custody is x y like is it easier in those cases where it's more like hey you know this is what we decided on this day and now it's six years later and you know do you see a lot of those cases where somebody's coming back to modify custody just because all the time their their minds have swayed all the time <laughs> and their life has changed
3: all yeah the time. all the time all the time because there's no there's no hard and fast rule yeah here's, here's how you get custody of your child there's no hard and fast rule it's mm. so fact specific yeah so every single case is different when i meet with someone for a consultation they tell me what's going on i certainly have a feel yeah i have an idea of mm-hmm. what of what could happen and what the end outcome could be but there's no there's no checklist. Yeah. In order to to make that happen, um, but custody modifications can be brought whenever,
1: whenever for that's
3: any crazy. reason. Yeah. And that's different. And so I just want to specify that's different than a parenting time modification. Okay. Uh-huh. So you got custody, right? Yep. Yep. Let me let me dive in on this. So you've got custody, right? There's legal and physical custody. Mm-hmm. Legal is access to records. You know, uh, making decisions oh, say. on behalf of a child. Mm-hmm. Right? And there are four main categories of decision-making that have to be delineated in any sort of parenting plan. That's wow. educational decisions, not emergency medical decisions, religious decisions, okay, and religious, extracurricular yeah. activity decisions. Yeah. Right? So you have to have a final decision-maker for those. So that's legal custody. Physical custody is going to be your parenting time. All right. So in Georgia, le- the legal definition provides that there is sole physical custody and joint physical custody. Sole physical custody is when someone has the majority of the time and the other parent has parenting time. Mm-hmm. Joint physical custody is when two parents have approximately equal time. Yeah. There, in recent days, there, recent days, probably the last 10, 20 years, there's been a backlash to having someone labeled a sole physical custodian because these documents, when they're filed, they're public record. And people rightfully are concerned that at some point their child is going to go down to the clerk's office, get this stuff, and see sole physical custodian and oh, this other parent didn't fight for me. So what we do now is we do joint physical custody, and we designate a primary physical custodian and a secondary physical custodian. So it, it, it's a little bit tough to follow, but now the primary physical custodian is essentially the sole physical custodian. And the secondary physical custodian is the one who has parenting time. Okay.
4: Mm.
3: So for parenting time, if you want to just modify parenting time, at any point after the initial order is entered, you can come back and do it. Hmm. Once that subsequent order is entered, you're time barred for two years. Oh. You're time barred for two years. But if you wanted to... If a secondary physical custodian wanted to become the primary physical custodian, they can bring a custody modification whenever. No time bar. They can do it whenever. Wow. Back.
1: That's interesting. Right. I knew the religious stuff from my own because I thought that was so interesting. I like, divorced with with a child 100 years ago, but I thought it was so interesting, the religious <laughs> like decisions. And they're like, no, no, we have to. Have to name it, and so in my whole binder of my divorce nonsense, it does, it specifies those exact Who things. You can make the religious decisions if you are I was so like, they're... oh damn, I don't know, like we need to talk about that.
3: The thing about it but, is that the religious decision making is kind of, it can be the easiest part of that puzzle, because if, if both parents practice the same religion, then you can just say, well, everyone's going to do their own thing. Yeah. I just yeah. never
1: thought of that becoming a point of, of issue. Yeah. Like the education made sense to me. You know, all of the other – it was – I just remember that from my own personal experience being like, wow, that's really like a, mm-hmm. a checkbox we're going to yeah. fill out yeah. on this sheet of paper. Got to check it out. Yeah.
3: Got to check it off.
1: I never thought about it being public record either though. Yeah.
4: i yeah. am to put are, in a petition to close it.
3: Yeah, they're 100% public record. <laughs> Available at your local clerk's office for a couple dollars. No, they're not, Yeah, right. (laughs) No, they're not. Um, I I think, depending on, it's going to be like 50 cents a page or something. Yeah. And sometimes a court will allow you to seal the case Mm -hmm. where they won't be public record, but that's very, very rare.
2: Yeah.
1: It's
3: very, very rare.
1: That's interesting.
2: Have you ever had a couple that just, like, they really, really needed to get divorced?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness.
2: So how does does your methodology methodology change in that situation where you're like I know y'all
1: need to well, it? Well, oh, like get compared to like if he was dealing with a couple where you're like amicable, well you're like or like you're just saying like, you just need to get your head out of this wall for 5 seconds and like you guys could resolve this. Like I'm like I'm happy to take your money but you're paying me for Y'all could figure this out. You know, I think that would be like a little bit different to like where you're sitting across from them and you're like, let's just sign the papers today.
3: <laughs> so I, I- – I- Whenever I have a, a consultation, I give them my three tenets, right? The the, the three things that kind of guide me. Oh, um, I know, right? Tell us. when you call them tenets, it sounds, so, it sounds very, very powerful. It's partner
1: I, talk, guys. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I
3: I truly believe. <laughs> I set up that, straighter
1: in my chair. I'm like, Tell I me.
3: truly <laughs> believe you have to have a few rules. Okay. Um, yeah. The the first rule is about communication. If someone emails me or gives me a call and I'm not available, they're going to hear back from me in at least 24 hours. I mean, that's just, that's just a non-negotiable. If for whatever reason I'm in a mediation or I'm in a hearing or something like that, send an email saying, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. So that's, that's important to me. The second rule is that I've, I'm not a yes man. I've never been a yes man. You're, you're paying me good money for my advice and my counsel. So I'm going to tell you what I think. If you present me with an idea that I don't think is the best idea for your circumstances, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think that way. And I'm going to propose an alternative solution. And it's your case. It's your life. You can tell me, Paul, thanks but no thanks. Because lawyers are their clients' agents, right? Yeah. We do have certain ethical standards. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't. Tell me to lie if you tell me to commit a crime. We're probably going to be parting ways. Probably, but there you go. But but ultimately, Asterisk. yeah. I mean, a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> you know, a little bit. Depends how things. cool the crime is. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But no, I mean th- there are there are certain things you have to be upfront with people about. And the third rule is is that I don't work on Saturdays, especially during college football season. That's, ah. that's my, or I don't work on weekends because that's my. That's my happy place. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, fair. Right. I, I mean, if we have a mediation or a hearing During coming up, I'm generally available. But like on don't a random weekend, I, I, need I need that. I need that. I need that for me.
2: Fall I is fair. off limits. Well, yeah.
3: Get divorced in the summer. It's, <laughs> you have my full attention. It's, it's, it's protected. <laughs> but ultimately, and, and to your question, because I don't think I've answered it, you you see a situation and they're telling you this and you're telling you this. They're telling you the facts or their story and you're just like, okay, look, you got to do X, Y, Z can't force them to do anything. Right. Yeah. It's ultimately their decision. So you can have a consultation with someone, and it's a just an awful story, like just all sorts of stuff going on at home. And you can tell them, look, you know, it may be time to do this. And then they go back, and they stay in the relationship for another five, ten years.
2: Wow. Has that happened? Yeah. And have they ever come back around, and they're like, now's the time. Now. yes Wow.
3: Yep. Happens with – Some frequency.
2: Wow. Really? Okay. Happens
3: with some frequency. Because, I mean, think about it. Think about it. You've got kids. And a lot of people stay in bad relationships because of the kids. They want the kids to have a put-together family unit, Mm -hmm. okay? Because that's what's going to be best for the kids in their mind. In their mind, yeah. Yeah, in their mind. And, again, very fact-specific, but we see a lot of people wait until the kids are off to college. Yeah, Yeah. Or a lot of people wait until the kids have cars and they can get around. Or there has to be some inciting event that is finally like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Enough is enough. Yeah. It just depends.
1: We knew someone, personally, I won't say who, but that's what they did. They were divorced and I didn't even know but they waited until their child turned yep. 18 and then they had been I think I'm pretty confident they had been divorced for like more than 10 years but they lived together mm-hmm. as if and never spoke about it but then when their child turned 18 they were like okay now we're done we're gonna sell the right. house and split assets and, oh, and that was yeah. when it came up ab- aboard yeah. and we were like oh I kind of felt that but I didn't know Getting yeah. inkling yeah Here at Opening Statements, we not only value the stories, but we also value the lessons. We try to foster a good learning environment for our loyal fans. Yes, we do.
2: We want to teach people the things that you can't just pick up from reading a book, but things that you actually learn by being a lawyer. So what is the most valuable thing that you learned from any one of the cases that you've talked about today?
3: You don't have to be full go all the time. You don't have to be constantly my person's right, your person's wrong, you're a terrible attorney, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Everything you put in writing can be admitted into evidence. You have to think like that when you're gonna put something in writing.
1: I think that's important.
3: When when I'm when I'm drafting an email to someone I think to myself, would I be upset if a judge saw this? Yeah. And if they would, I backspace. put it away. I, <laughs> I put backspace it away that out. for a second. You, you, you can be cool. Like You can be reasonable. You can be respectful and still advocate for your client. Yeah. You don't have to always come out and say, well, here's why you're wrong. And here's a paragraph telling you why you're wrong, which – Sparks notes you're stupid. You don't have
1: to do that. <laughs> and I feel like you do, you see that a lot, like in like the TV the shows time. and stuff. Yeah. It's like a knockout, drag all out all
3: everything. You know, like there's always and there are some people who just can't turn it off. Yeah, like you get on the phone with them for the first time because I always like to when I get into a case I always like if, if there's counsel involved I always like to send an email. Hey, can we get on the phone? Can we talk? Let's let's just com- compare some notes here and let's talk about how this case develops and. Eight times out of ten, notice I didn't say nine, eight times out of ten, (laughs) it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But sometimes you get someone who is just bulldog the whole way. And I'm just thinking to myself, I haven't been appointed as a judge. You're trying to convince me of something when I know the other side of this story. Mm. Yeah. And at some point we can meet in the middle. But if you want to establish a professional environment where a case can move smoothly toward where it's supposed to be, it doesn't hurt to just be cool. Now, sometimes you got to put the gloves on. Sometimes you absolutely have to put the gloves on, but there's a way to do it. Yeah. There's a way to do it and for some reason, whether it's just their personality, whether it's how they were trained, whether it's their particular client who's demanding they do this and they don't have the, you know, I guess the backbone to say, you know, that's that's not good for you. Yeah. That's not good for you and here are the reasons. Some people just come out all guns blazing all the time, constantly. Hmm. And that can make people very difficult to work with. And I don't want people to ever say – that Paul Simon, he is so difficult to work with. Yeah.
1: Someone else brought that up on a prior episode. They said the same thing, and it was mm-hmm. funny because that's what I thought. I'm like every TV show you ever see where they mm-hmm. showcase the uh, a court situation, it's that. Yeah. It's yeah. like you versus him, right. and y'all are duking it out. I mean, in court, it, is it different though than like that's true. Free court.
3: It it depends on your judge. Because there are judges who will tolerate a little back and forth. Oh, there are judges who will not have it.
2: So oh, yeah. you were talking about like you never want to put something in writing that'll make a judge mad. Right. What makes a judge mad? If, it depends on the judge. I mean, <laughs> it,
3: it, it really. It, I mean, it does. But would it just be like unprofessionalism, or yeah, are there
0: things? For that sure. Are, yeah.
3: For sure. Because a, a judge can tell, especially a judge who's been in litigation. You know, someone who's been in family law, Mm. they can see the line.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: They can see the line between advocacy and unprofessionalism. Like, you don't always need that extra sentence. Mm. You really don't. Mm. I delete that last sentence all the time. Because if you want to cap off your your paragraph with something, you got to think a little bit about it. you got to think better of it because of that exact reason. Like, do I want... A judge to see this. yeah, because it's at a certain point, these emails can come into evidence and the judge is going to look through them. And do you want that judge to take that into consideration mm-hmm. when they're crafting their their ruling? do you do you want that judge to think about you based upon that email? When you come before their court again. I
1: was going to say, because you see a lot of judges, like, on repeat. You know, you're in their courts often, so. Especially,
3: you know, we we practice, I practice in metropolitan Atlanta. Okay. You know, we go as far north as Cherokee and as far south as, uh, Henry and, uh, Coweta.
4: Oh, really? So wow. we we
3: we have so we see a lot of judges and a lot of times you see the same judges mm-hmm. and they'll recognize you they'll remember you and I think you want to be remembered for a positive thing yeah not that oh I remember that
1: guy yeah
3: you know so you just you just got to be careful about it have just you really careful about
0: it. been on the end of a receipt like receiving end of an email that you're like I'm pretty sure this is going to damn this guy. You know, and like a judge. Yesterday. Yesterday. What happened, if you could say? I mean, don't give a name. It's
3: it's an active case, so I I won't won't say, but someone sent something way too soon Mm. without giving the situation a moment to flesh itself out, and then the situation did flesh itself out. And now that person has put themselves in a like you can't really,
1: take back what you've just
3: said. A really precarious position.
2: So the does the judge just get all of the correspondence at no, all times? No, 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 So how does that? How does if, it even make it to the judge?
3: If you want to tender it in evidence, oh, yeah. you know, if you're you're making an attorney's fees argument, you're like judge, you know, we had to deal with this issue. Here are the emails backing that up. Here's how much attorney's okay. we spent on uh, that. You know, not you know the court isn't copied. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> the, the court isn't copying. Do you wish
1: things. they were sometimes? Absolutely not.
3: Never, <laughs> never, ever,
4: never? Ever.
3: never, ever, ever. In fact, courts will say, because a lot of attorneys, they'll copy the court and they'll have this back and forth where they're arguing with each other. And a lot of courts will say, y'all, Grow up. Stop say, it. If there's a problem, file a motion.
1: Is it like copying your boss on something where all of a sudden they copy in their yeah. court and it's like copying in the boss? Like right.
3: that, <laughs> right.
1: Per my email that's, yesterday, Paul, exactly I told you and now I've cc the
3: court. That's exactly what people will do. That's exactly what people will do. That's interesting. And so, and, and, and so that's, that's another thing about putting something in email. Just – Getting something ceasing the court on something which the court has no reason to want to hear about because there's no motion properly filed, there's mm-hmm. no hearing set, that's your reputation as well. This is a reputation business. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a reputation business. And probably every attorney that you've had on the show would echo something similar.
0: Some have already.
3: Yeah, some, there yeah, you yeah, go. Absolutely, yeah. You 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 are who you present yourself to be, and of course that, that speaks for itself. But I'm not the same person I am in my real life than I, as I am in my professional life. But there are traces there. And so mm. you you, you want to be able to say, yes, that was authentic me. That is me. I And you want to be proud of things. Yeah. So mm. you just got to be careful.
1: My recommendation has always been – it was way back in the day, probably a YouTube video. Probably now it can be on, like, TikTok or something. Mm. But it was a funny little thing about, like – um, Punctuation in emails yeah. and like subbing out punctuation for swear words. Sure. And so, and it's, so it always makes me feel good sometimes. I'll reference it when I write an email because it'll be like, oh, pretend like a period's the word, damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can be like, I've reattached this period. Right. Like, really, you read to yourself, I've reattached oh, this, yeah. damn it. Yeah. You know, and then like an exclamation means another, like, and it's just that's really funny. Funny. I, I may have crafted an email or two with that in my back pocket. I so if you really that. need to say something, you know, pretend. pooey.
3: What's so funny about it is that this exact situation you're talking about happened to me yesterday, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where I sent a couple attachments to someone. Someone obviously didn't read one of the attachments. So I said, mm, that was attached, and it's reattached here. 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 Period. He yeah. missed it. Yeah. Period. 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 Period.
2: Dot. Period. period. <laughs> You mentioned like eight times out of ten.
4: Uh-huh.
2: It's good. Yeah. You pointed out that you said eight times out of ten. Yeah. Tell us just like one situation that's in the two out of ten.
3: I had I had an attorney who would blatantly lie to me. Uh, would like, blatantly lie to me. Would blatantly lie to the court. Would, oh. Would, would email the court, copy them on correspondence between us. All those things I just talked about that you don't want to do, they did it.
4: Oh no! And the
3: problem that the problem initially was that the court, for whatever reason, was buying that argument, didn't look upon it the way that I felt it should be looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to mention the judge, but as a judge, I have a lot of respect for and who, who I'm in front of all the time. And ultimately, the judge calls us all in, parties and counsel.
4: Yeah. And we
3: get there, and the judge goes, "I want to see counsel back in my chambers," because I had to. Because of the things that opposing counsel was doing, I had to send, like, a formal letter and say, Judge, like, I just want to point out everything that's happened in this case that is wrong. Yeah. Not only from, you know, a professional standpoint, from a substantive standpoint, but also from, like, a constitutional standpoint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we get to the hearing. The judge brings us back and sits down and a little bit of pleasantries back and forth. And the judge is like, all right, well, uh, let's get to business. Um Paul's right. Oh. My heart fluttered. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, what's your like name? Is your name
1: Paul too? Butterfly.
3: <laughs> yeah. it's someone
4: else?
3: It fluttered like a butterfly because I'm just like, okay, so all of that stress that I went through, I'm just like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's clearly wrong. It just takes a little bit of time. Now I haven't crossed paths with that attorney again. I'll never forget that person.
1: What would hap- <laughs> what do you think you would do if you did cross paths with him? Say you're in a- he, I don't know, I'm assuming I'm just gonna say a divorce. You know, like, and he's representing the other party. Like, what do you think you would do differently this time? Knowing now. What you, what you knew. I don't know,
3: I kinda of played that one pretty well, if you ask me. Um I-, I You would just be like, yeah, I'm would, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I-, I Period. Alright. <laughs> that, that was really a product of I wouldn't say I would do in that particular situation. I wouldn't do anything differently. Like yeah. That. I think play that one exactly how it should have been played. There were some circumstances that made it seem like it wasn't going my way. And then we just did sort of an all encompassing correspondence, which I, I hate to send. I hate to send letters to the court. I've only done yeah. it a few times in my career when I've, I would have been actually been ordered to or when I've absolutely had to, like in this situation. Um, but I, I don't think I would do anything different, I would, however, be very wary of yeah. what counsel's telling me. Mm. And I would probably send some of those, as we discussed on the phone a few moments ago, da da da, da. Those
2: emails. Uh,
3: I probably mm. would send those instead of just... Because I'll, I'll give everybody a chance. I will absolutely give everybody a chance. I don't go in to a case with any sort of preconceived notion about counsel that i haven't worked with before. Everybody gets a chance. Yeah. But we lawyers have an ethical obligation to tell the truth.
1: Yeah, that's that's what's surprising. People,
3: you know, people want to talk about oh twisting words, all that sort of stuff, bending facts. Okay, that exists, fine. Yeah. But fundamentally, you have to tell the truth. Yeah. And that's where i really draw a line. Mm-hmm. with things. You know, you you want to advocate for your client, you can do whatever you want to yeah. with your case within within boundaries, of course. But you lie to me, we have problems. Yeah. We have real problems. So so I'll never forget that person and it's not for a good reason. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: What's the most valuable piece of advice that you would give to not just another lawyer, but like someone just coming out of school? Heading into this right. path for the first time.
3: Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You're, you're just coming out of school. You're not supposed to know everything. If someone, if someone has an expectation that you know everything, that's not fair at all. Mm-hmm. And you should maybe gauge whether you want to be near that person or around that person. Mm-hmm. However, there is a caveat. If there is a situation you find yourself in and you don't know the answer to, Spend a little time trying to figure out the answer before you just go to someone and say, how do I do this? Because what what more senior attorneys want to see is a mind at work. Of course, they want good work product. Of course, they want you to bill your hours. But they also want to see a mind at work. So if someone just comes to me and says, I have this problem, how do I fix it? My first question is going to be, well, what do you think? Yes. Yeah.
4: If you
1: have a problem, right. what are you, you doing?
3: There How you about go. One. If that same person comes into my office and says, okay, we have this problem. Here's, you know, one, two, three, here's what I think. And then we can have a dialogue about yeah.
2: Yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Because it's one of those can't lead a horse to water or something like that. Well, whatever yeah. the phrase is.
1: You that's, know. I think that's the one. You
3: can't drown a horse.
1: There you go. Is that another? That can't be true. That's well, I don't know. I, uh, I'm sure a maybe. horse has drowned. In recorded yeah. history, horses drown.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. The
1: Red Sea, and stuff. but are you saying you don't think like you could physically drown a horse?
3: Like, mm-hmm. wrestle a horse into water?
1: Yeah, is that what you were saying?
3: <laughs> I'm saying, I, I haven't can't. thought about <laughs> it. Have <laughs> <laughs> you
4: haven't tried I, it. I haven't I've been really it, watching a lot of Yellowstone. <laughs> but now I'm going to think
3: about horses. it for the rest of the day. There really you go. Like, perfect. could I? I yeah. don't if you know.
4: were to
0: drown a horse, how would you do yeah, that? Yeah,
1: well, what's would your would you? methodology? Well, I, would I would bring a really strong I feel, i they terrify me.
0: You bring it to them. I wouldn't. You don't bring it to, you know. Oh,
1: and then just like, hold it Like a bucket.
0: Yeah. That's
1: barbaric.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's creative problem solving.
1: We're working
2: how is, through How this is drowning here. a horse a
3: problem?
1: <laughs> what does the horse do
3: to No, you drowning know. is not the problem. It,
2: the horse is the problem.
3: What do y'all got against horses?
2: It could be. <laughs> we're going to move on. on. <laughs> <problem. I just laughs>
1: right
3: not anymore. Yeah. We drowned all of oh, them. Apparently, we drowned all yeah. of
4: them.
1: <laughs> right, right,
3: right. Hope there aren't any animal rights. I know. We're sorry. 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 Our disclosure we is we do not horses. harm animals. Not no, gonna uh, be
0: no horses were harmed well. or drowned in the making of this podcast. Yeah, we right. drowned right. nothing. It's all CGI. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So we have one final segment to conclude our time together, and hopefully we'll put you in the hot seat, mm. um, and it's called our Closing Arguments. That's right. <coughs> Sorry. This
2: week we are, again, playing Plead the Fifth, where we are going to ask you three hard-hitting questions, and you can only pass or Plead the fifth, same thing. So one of that one item, yes, right. not you two. Can't either or, pass, plead the fifth. It is the, the same. So you get three we, questions. You can pass on one.
1: We learn attorneys, you know. Yeah, they're like s- so swindling yeah, the right, 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 like, right. You said so or two
3: shots at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. you don't. you know I'm going to play the game, but okay, is there a consequence if I just don't answer a question?
1: Yeah, you have yeah, to- Yeah, it'll be time. on your reputation.
3: It'll ruin my reputation. Be, it'll, <laughs> <no dance here. laughs> All of our faithful flint. I'll yes. keep that our, in mind. <laughs>
2: it's our job to try to get you to, cause no one has ever passed before. Really? Ever.
3: I might just pass for the sport I feel like it. we
2: need to have like a shot or something. For him to take. That's oh, some stakes,
3: right the Calm down. Calm
1: down. Ask the <laughs> well, question. Well, now it's... What time is it?
3: It's
1: 2.45 now. 2.45. Now we're here for a long time. Enough. Okay. Okay. Do you want
4: to
2: go with the first question? I think that we should save that one for the whole. Okay. I think that's a uh, later. I've also got that one.
1: I write them down as say, go.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with this one. Okay. With our same caveat thing that we add. So outside of a traffic violation, mm-hmm. what was the last law that you broke?
3: Hmm. I was in Athens on Saturday. I broke the hell out of the open container law.
1: How? Like-
3: well so in Athens you're not allowed to have an open container of alcohol on public streets.
4: Uh, really? And you even on just-
3: Saturdays. Even on Saturdays. You you can have you can have open container on campus. You can have, you can have it on oh, any property owned by the University of Georgia Regents, that whole organization. But you can't have it on just Athens property. And you just, just stroll the down
1: sidewalk. the street.
3: Yeah. I mean, did you see, you even you see kids kuzi? what getting
1: partnered makes you did have a, you? Well, I did, have a did you have you did probably didn't have a hypercheck k- not, not a koozie. We're gonna mail him a hyper No, I did not
3: have the hyper no, I did not. Can what, I have did one? Like? Yeah, we'll get you one. I would like one. Yeah. yeah. And
1: you have to use it.
3: I will use it. Next, next time, time I break the
1: one. next time you, you get arrested a breaking <laughs> Make sure you're representing a hyperchat. No
0: such thing as bad PR, baby. That's right.
3: That's right.
1: I think I got
2: this. Okay. I think I got this one.
3: Now I'm nervous.
1: I know, she's the mean one. Huh? Right.
2: I know, you're making me do it. Who are the bottom three family law attorneys in Atlanta? That's not fair. Pass.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god. That's absolutely not fair.
1: We-
3: <laughs> that is absolutely not fair.
1: <laughs> Could we phrase it differently? Um, Which ones would you never recommend? <laughs>
3: So that's the third uh, question, right? Yeah.
1: No, uh, be a way to make you answer <laughs> well. Then you hope not, because then yeah, you'd have to
0: answer it. Yeah,
3: you know? I mean, have to because of my reputation. Right right, yeah, right, right, it's at stake. Right, right.
1: Have you ever wanted to date a client after they got divorced?
3: This is the third question. Yeah. You're not so married, right? Oh, I know.
1: I checked his fingers. He's not. <laughs> okay. Married. Yeah, okay. no,
3: I'm not married. Ladies,
1: <laughs> I mean, ladies of the audience.
3: Yeah. Not these Not ones. Not these ones. <laughs> I'll just answer it quickly. Yeah. <gasps>
1: yeah. Yeah. Did you? He's like, show's over. <laughs> but you wanted to. You were like, baby, when this gets signed. <laughs> First
3: off, but now, I would never do
1: that. <laughs> no, there's definitely was, a difference yeah. between
0: like yeah. having the thought and then actually 100% pursuing it. Yeah, really?
1: Yeah, like 100%. what makes you like in a woman and like, like, what's it? Were they just super lovely?
3: You, you get to know people.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You,
3: Especially when you're you're representing someone for a year. Yeah. Like, you get to know people. You have banter. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. Mm. You sort of talk about common interests and all that sort of stuff. So And yeah.
1: nothing came of it? No. Oh. Why? Because that would be it.
3: a problem. <laughs> right. That, that would be a problem.
1: It's only a problem right? during, right? Yeah. It's closed now, right? You did yeah, your job. No, you send a Christmas card. You send a Christmas card. No,
3: we don't send any cards.
1: Well, y- we can. Well, that's we a problem. Right, you. <laughs> what? How, how is that? How is that a problem
3: for, for me? to send um, a card to a client because oh,
1: you're. you're
3: oh, well, that's a conversation for another day, it, isn't part part it? It certainly is. That's a conversation
4: for another day.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> just add your cell phone to uh, her Christmas yeah. card. You yeah. send them to everyone. Little within right. right. I, like, sure,
3: you know. I will. I'll flip this for a second and say okay. that I have definitely been invited to post representation dates. <gasps>
2: Oh really? And have you gone? No, oh, you've never gone. I have not. No.
3: Because
2: well, that would just be like some... it's
3: it's you don't want to blend those lines. But
1: not after it's like all done. Like who cares? Like, yeah,
3: but still, reputation though, right? Wouldn't right. that be right? Like best practices. I
1: mean, his he's partner.
3: Yeah, you know it's 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 one of those things. This this happened. These things happened well back.
4: Oh, this really? Is why he this made
1: partner because he back. made good ethical. See, that's like one of those. Like benchmarks and that he said, Yeah, thou shall not date my
3: yeah, clients. that's right. No, that's yeah. 100% right.
1: My past clients.
3: That's 100%. Yeah, that's right. that's even any better.
1: Clients. Any past,
3: any clients. If I have period.
2: ever been retained by you, right. We don't. It's date. done. Yeah. It's over. Now,
3: if if someone just wants to go get a fun little drink, talk, whatever, and there's a no brown whiskey
2: to it.
1: Cool. No orange. No orange go, life.
3: No fruit in no. my whiskey. If they want
1: to go play, like an old fashioned, guy. Yeah. Huh? like an old fashioned, you know.
3: Old fashions are so overrated.
1: <gasps> That's the Ooh. only drink I can make. They're so. <laughs> and my husband loves them. So, I'm sure
3: he <laughs> does. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people like old fashions, but they are the most overrated of the drinks. in I don't the think I've ever
1: even heard Why of. Why do before, you think jo? that? Yeah.
3: Because I've had plenty, and every time I've been like, "This is fine." Like, so, some,
1: I'm gonna make him an old fashioned. I mean, party. I'll take that,
3: but not today. N- not today. Um, not some, before some,
1: one o'clock <laughs> right. or two some, or three. Right. <laughs> some
3: restaurants will have like their their special old fashioned. Oh yeah, yeah. And you get it because it's the house, you know, special old fashioned. You know what it is? It's mm-hmm. an old
1: fashioned. It's, it's an old the fashioned. Fashion. They're always an
3: old fashion. fashioned, <laughs> so, unless so, you
1: go to Disney World and then they put them in a little smoky thing, and yeah. that was really fun. That was really, that was really fun. That was really fun. After that, I bought a whole smoking set.
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, it, it's
3: Never just, it. oh, so so <laughs> your tried. bitters are three years older or whatever than the bitters the yeah. other guys use. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell. It's just an old-fashioned. <laughs> I made
1: Joe an old-fashioned one time. I ran out of the sugar cubes. I used Splenda. <laughs> <laughs> he was not enthused. He, he didn't love that one. He was like, that one didn't taste right. I was like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, just yeah. going with what I had. That's so funny. <laughs> well, Paul. Thank you. Hey, he so answered sweet. all of them. I'm like trying no, to come he up with didn't. another one.
3: No, no, passed no on. I did not. I did not oh, he passed. That ridiculous Ugh. second question that was <laughs> I feel like that's pretty reasonable. <laughs>
2: what if I asked you, like, who are the top three? No. You wouldn't answer that either? No. no. I feel like that would be, like, easy. Well, then, Put yourself then number one. And then he'd
1: name his partner number two, and then he'd <laughs> name
3: his other partner. Yeah, no, yeah. right. I mean, I could <laughs> do that, but no. I mean, I, I'm showing favoritism to people. I don't want to do that. There are, we are very fortunate. In the family law bar to have excellent, excellent attorneys here. Yes. That will represent you well, that are ethical, that are professional, and that deserve every bit of praise that they get. And then we have some that aren't.
2: Like, like if they've ever been sanctioned
3: or anything. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Opening opening
1: Statements statements. Podcast.
3: Thank you so much for having
1: Check us out at Hyper Chat Social on all the social medias. And remember to give us a five-star review where you get your uh, podcast. We'll catch you next time. Case Case closed. closed.